0: Quick, what do farmers grow in Indiana? I give you a second there, but most Hoosiers didn't need it. The answer corn and soybeans flash like lightning in their mind, faster probably than a mouth can utter the words. From the beginning of time, when man first learned that the sowing of seed in the earth would bring forth crops in abundance. Farmers have been raising the crops that feed and clothe the multitudes. After nearly a century of success, it may be time to rethink Indiana's agricultural system. At least that's what some researchers from around the Midwest are saying. More than two dozen experts from Midwestern universities and organizations say the COVID-19 crisis has revealed the region's nearly century-old agriculture system needs to transform in order to remain sustainable and profitable. Those experts wrote an essay saying the region's current corn and soybean monocrop system is not serving the needs of farmers, consumers, or the environment, and needs to be re-envisioned for the current century. The experts, whose disciplines include agriculture, economics, and other specialties, said the current crop system grew out of a need to provide an inexpensive and secure food supply after the Dust Bowl of the 1930s, but it is now outdated and is causing economic, social, and environmental problems. This is Linda Prokoby, professor of natural resources, social science at Purdue University.
1: So I think the origins of our dominant monocrop system, and I think we can call corn and soybeans effectively a single monocrop, right? Because they just, they work in rotation and can't have one without the other, really. That it emerged out of a desire after the Dust Bowl to feed people and to feed people cheaply. And we designed a whole lot of federal policies to do that and to support farmers to grow corn and soybeans. Even in years when they didn't grow very well, we still effectively paid farmers through subsidized crop insurance and other types of policies to continue growing corn and soybeans. And what we're increasingly seeing now is that that system, even before COVID-19, that that system really wasn't serving the needs of farmers.
0: Growing corn and soybeans is important, as about 75 percent of all grocery store items contain corn of some kind and both corn and soybeans are used for animal feed. But Prokopi said limited markets for those crops have forced farmers to make their operations larger to grow and sell more crops to earn a profit. That has caused a series of problems for individual farmers, including increasing farm bankruptcies, declining farm employment, and climbing farmer suicide rates. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, before the COVID-19 crisis, net farm income in the U.S. was expected to increase by $3.1 billion in 2020. But at the same time, the average net cash farm income was expected to decrease nearly 9% even before the pandemic drove crop prices down. This is an excerpt from the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago's latest quarterly newsletter. This is the Chicago Fed's senior business economist, David Opadal. Agricultural bankers and farmers
1: are in a very uncertain state right now as far as what the future holds. There's a lot of concern about the direction of agricultural markets at the same time that they're hopeful that we might be at the bottom. Um, There's just no way to know at
0: this time. More farmers have had to take out loans to expand to keep above the profit margin or just continue operating their farm. Because of that and other factors, farm debt is expected to increase by $9.7 billion in the U.S. Farmers may be having difficulties keeping up with those loans. As bankers said, they have already seen a decline in the rate of loan repayment. In 2019, the number of farmers filing for Chapter 12 bankruptcy nationwide rose by 24%. The American Farm Bureau Federation found that more farmers filed for bankruptcy in the Midwest than in any other region of the U.S. Although Indiana actually saw a decrease in the number of farmers that declared chapter 12 bankruptcy between 28 and 2019.
1: It's really hard to be a farmer. And I, I have a huge amount of respect for farmers that I work with. And many of them are corn, soybean farmers because it's tough, right? And it's hard. We've seen increasing farmer suicides. We've certainly seen the deterioration of many rural communities as many people have left the local localities, as farms have gotten larger and there's less need for farm workers. Etc., with consolidation.
0: Researchers found that between 1992 and 2010, farmers had a suicide rate above all other occupations, and self employed farmers were even more at risk for suicide due to financial stress. At least 450 farmers committed suicide between 2014 and 2018. The actual number may be higher, but variances in record keeping by states and redactions in data shroud the truth. It's unclear how farmers will deal with the added difficulties imposed by the pandemic. But Prokopi said the virus has made more people aware of problems existing in the current system.
1: When COVID-19 hit, it has a well, it has a huge impact on every sector of society, obviously. But but we're seeing a lot in the news about the impact on agriculture, right? With consolidated meat processing plants, with farmers having to throw away you know, basically till food back into the ground because they're losing markets for it. COVID-19 really. I think shines a light on the lack of resilience in our current system. That many of us already, obviously, were aware that resilience wasn't there, right? But COVID-19 is 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 emphasizing that, and I think is really, hopefully, will serve as an impetus to move to move this kind of change sooner rather than later.
0: Prokopy and her colleagues said the virus has made painfully clear that the agricultural sector at all levels must acknowledge and accept that corn and soybeans alone are not enough. They said it is necessary to increase the diversity of agricultural systems at farm, landscape, and market and supply chain levels so they are more resilient for farmers, rural communities, and the environment. The researchers recommend land diversification plans like incorporating small grains and forage crops into extended rotations, replacing some corn and soybean acres with perennial bioenergy crops, incorporating agroforestry, more cover crops and horticultural food crops and other plans. The researchers said land diversification must be paired with a development of local and regional processing infrastructure and less reliance on lengthy supply chains and consolidated markets to allow farmers and food businesses to be financially viable. Prokopi said the current system makes it difficult for farmers to branch out and try to adopt new farming strategies.
1: Farmers themselves are struggling financially but don't have an an obvious way out. There are some farmers who have innovated and have developed other crops, integrated livestock back onto the land, found their own markets. So there's an example just north of here, Wyman West Lafayette, Indiana, and there's a farmer just north of here who has free range cattle and sells direct to a restaurant in Chicago. Right. Not every farmer can sell directly to a restaurant in Chicago. Right. There are limited markets for alternative crop. And so it's really hard for farmers to step out of the dominant corn soybean rotation when being subsidized by the government and other things are not being subsidized by the government and they have to develop their own markets, et cetera, versus having more support and more innovation in terms of developing alternate markets and working to try and change how consumers think about food and what consumers are willing to buy.
0: The U.S. Department of Agriculture administers about $20 billion in agricultural entitlement programs yearly that support farm income, help farmers after disasters, and conserve natural resources. Most of those programs focus on helping farmers who plant crops on a short list of approved commodities. Programs like the Agricultural Risk Coverage pay farmers when actual crop revenue declines below a specified level. The Price Loss Coverage Program provides payments to farmers when the price of one of 22 covered commodities which includes corn and soybeans, falls below a reference price set by the USDA. Other federal laws like the Renewable Fuel Standard encourage the growth of certain crops for non-food purposes. The RFS requires every gallon of gasoline sold to be mixed with a certain volume of renewable fuels made from starch feedstocks like corn and grain sorghum. These and other federal measures most often available only to traditional farming systems makes it difficult for farmers to be flexible in the crops they grow. Prokopi said many federal agricultural assistance programs should be re-examined. She said crop insurance policies should be expanded to include more crops and should not contain restrictions that will limit the farmer's ability to be flexible and creative. She said she believes everyone in the agricultural supply chain from farmer to supplier to farming bureau should get together and think through a vision of what the future of farming could be in the Midwest to fulfill the needs of both producers and consumers.
1: But I think we need to be thinking big and really thinking through questions with everyone from farmers through all the way through to consumers about what do we want to be? What do we value as a society? And what what would we like the landscape to look like?
0: The American Farm Bureau Federation, a national insurance company and lobbying group for the agriculture industry, has not said whether it supports the changes to the current crop system. In a written statement to the Indiana Environmental Reporter Shelby Myers, an economist with the American Farm Bureau Federation said, many factors shape a farmer's decision on which crops to plant and that farmers have to hope for the best plan for the worst and then take a gamble with mother nature a federal agriculture assistance program that will begin accepting applications in june will offer assistance to a diverse variety of commodities the coronavirus food assistance program pays farmers who have suffered a five percent or more price decline in their commodity or have had losses due to market supply chain disruptions due to covid 19 and face additional market costs. The eligible commodities in the program include 11 types of non-specialty crops including corn and soybeans, a wide array of specialty crops like fruits, vegetables, and nuts, three types of livestock, dairy, and wool.